welcome to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. Now let's grow together. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bloom. I wanted to just hop on real quick and chat about the last week that we've had. It's been a good week, but it's also been a really hard week. All of my girls are in school and have no babies at home. And this has been a transition for them. It's been a transition for me and for all of you moms out there that are listening or parents in general. I'm sure this is something that you're feeling as well. It's a bittersweet moment when you send your kids off to school or when they do something big, whether that's preschool, kindergarten, middle school, high school, college. Those big moments can really be proud moments, but at the same time, they can just really pull at your heartstrings. But it seems like it happened overnight. It happens just like that. One minute you're changing diapers and teaching them how to say their first words. And then the next minute, it seems like I'm teaching my girls how to open a lock. We've been practicing on a lock at home so that when they go to school, they know how to get their locker open. And then I've got one that I've been working with about how to practice logging into her Chromebook so she doesn't forget her password. So it's been kind of on both ends of the extreme. You know, we've got some that are just singing their ABCs and others that are beyond that. So it's just been a really good time, but it's also been a hard time. I really kept hyping them up on new schools. Three of my four are going to a brand new school this year and they're going to have new friends. They loved going and picking out school supplies, all those kind of fun first, but sometimes those first are just really hard. I think as parents, we have to have time to process that. You know, we have to really think through, okay, this is an opportunity for growth for them and how to help guide them through this time of transition. Because not only is it hard for us, it's also hard for them. They're nervous. There's things that they don't know, routines that are going to have to be developed. I'm going to have to figure out how to walk where my classes are and changing classes in this hallway to that hallway. I have one who was in a smaller setting last year, and now she's in a full class and just being around other people and changing teachers, all those things that are different for her. She's got the opportunity to have a cafeteria and a gym where she was in a smaller school before that and didn't really have that. So there's a lot of new things, a lot of new firsts, but um, not only is it a transition for them, but it's also a transition for us. But we want them to get older. We want them to start growing and being more independent and do big things. But there's a part of me that really just wants them to just stay right where they are for time to stand still. I really wish I could just stop the clock sometimes, and I'm sure you do too, and just pause just be in that moment and not rush things. My older two girls, you know, we were doing our back to school shopping. They're in women's size shoes now. I'm like, oh my gosh. And my five-year-old is losing her first baby tooth. She's waited forever for this to happen. All of her sisters and her cousins have all lost their teeth. Her friends are losing their teeth. And she's like, why have I not lost any teeth yet? But she has another tooth coming in behind it. And every day she will ask me, feel how wiggly my tooth is. And it's barely wiggly. Like it's not even really that loose, but um, she is so proud that she's starting this time of growing up. And I think, gosh, it's their baby teeth. And I know that this is exciting, but at the same time, she's going to lose all her baby teeth and she's not going to be a baby anymore. And I guess it's kind of those times where you know that one thing is ending and another is beginning. Life happens at such a fast pace. And if we don't start to slow down and just take it all in, one day we're going to look up, we're going to realize that it's just passed us by. You know, we've been going through the motions and not really paying attention to the day-to-day or these little moments that life has just happened. I remember when my oldest was born, I went into labor. I'm in the middle of 
one of my own meetings at work and uh, my husband was running our mortgage department and um, he wasn't able to take lunches. They were so busy and he hadn't been able to take lunches for several weeks. He was just working through the day all day long. And he called and said, hey, I think I want to go to lunch today. And I said, well, I think I'm in labor, so I don't want to go or do anything. And I said, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to call the doctor and see what I need to do. He said, no, come on, I'll, I'll come over there and pick you up and we'll go to lunch. So I called the doctor's office to see what I needed to do. And I had just been there earlier that morning. And they said, there's no way you're going to go before your due date. I was 10 days out and they said, you're going to go over. You're not even close. So here we are, came back to work, start having contractions. And they told me just wait it out through lunch and then come back in after. So Jacob decides he's going to come on over and pick me up. And when he got there, I literally could not walk. He was kind of having to scoot me around in a chair because I couldn't stand up. It hurt so bad. But anyway, he takes me over to 18th Street. We pick up lunch and he takes me over to his office and um, I walk in and lo and behold, they are throwing me a baby shower. <laughs> so in the middle of labor, in the middle of my contractions, I'm in this excruciating pain and I'm having to sit there and smile through a baby shower. But it ended up being great. It was fun. Everybody was so excited. It was definitely one that I will not forget. But Jacob was hilarious. He had his little notepad when, you know, we're writing down the gifts and who got it for us. And in between that, he would write down my contractions, the time, the duration, and how long they last and all those things. And, you know, I would just sit there and give him that look. And he's like, are you having one? I'm like, I'm having one. So he would time it. And it was just really pretty funny. But um, we leave the shower and we go to the doctor's office. And sure enough, you know, we sit down with the doctor and she walks in and Jacob hands her this notebook that he's been logging everything in and she just starts cracking up. And she said, I can tell that the banker side of you is coming out, you know, all of his details and, and numbers. And he hooked me up to the monitor. And sure enough, I was in labor. 23 hours later, we got to meet our sweet baby girl. And I can vividly remember the second that I was taken back into my room and mother baby after I'd had her. They were bringing her in and I was sitting on the edge of the bed and I was in the middle of a conference call discussing the opening of one of our new locations in Bowling Green and what we were going to do. And I remember them bringing her in and being on the other line and trying to like listen to the nurse and get off this phone call. And I was not there. I was not in that moment. And I regret that today because that's one thing that I can't get out of my head that I didn't stop and put things away to really focus on what I needed to focus on. That's something that I've really had to struggle with. And that's something that I've really had to fight through because there's such a part of me that wants to stay on top of things, that wants to stay in control. And there's a lot of times that I don't need to. I just need to step back and let someone else step up. The day that she was born was also the day of our annual scholarship reception. And that is one of the biggest days, one of my favorite days at the bank. It's such a great experience to be a part of. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm missing the reception. But I was missing the whole point. You know, I just had a baby, one of the happiest moments of your life. And I'm thinking about work stuff. When I was pregnant with my fourth, two weeks before her delivery, we were in the middle of two concerts. We had two grand opening concerts in two of our markets. And attendance at both were anywhere from fifteen to 20,000 people. And it was wild. Everybody was so worried that I was going to go into labor any minute. And up until the very end, I was just go, 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 go. I loved it though. Like I had always been in the middle of the action. There was no way that I wasn't going to be right there and be a part of that because I just, number one, I loved it. I love what I do. And number two, I felt like I was honoring that commitment. 
from the time that Jacob and I got married, it has been one event after another, new market after new market, just go, 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 as I said. And then one day, you know, we decided that we were going to start a family and it was a little bit of a dance. You know, we kind of had to navigate and juggle a few things, but we kept saying, it's going to slow down. When things slow down, we can come up for air and we'll do this. When things slow down, we'll be able to go on this trip. We'll do that. It'll get easier. But it never got easier. It's never going to get easier. After all of my girls, I've always been back at work as soon as the doctor would release me. But you never really stopped working. I remember working through the night when I would be up feeding the baby. And during the day when they were resting, just one more email, you know, one more phone call, just keep staying on top of things. But it wasn't until after I had Hayden, my fourth, that I didn't go back to work at the end of my six-week recovery. About a month after she was born, I'd lost my dad. And as much as I wanted to go back to work for the distraction, I was told I couldn't, which is a blessing in disguise. My father-in-law told me that I wasn't allowed to return until after Thanksgiving, that I really needed to take the time and just not come back until after that. It's a little bit of a blow to me because, again, I needed a distraction. I needed something to keep my mind off of reality. But really, it was one of the best things that could have ever happened to me. It was a hard thing, but it was one of the best leaves that I had. And it was a time for me to really sit and process and just feel the things that I was feeling and process the grief. I was forced to let go of things at work and let others step up and shine. And that's needed, too. It was good for them. And it was good for me to know that Other people can do this. They can handle this. I don't have to handle it all by myself. I needed more help at home. I had to rely on other people to step in and take the reins. And that's hard for me. I don't like to ask others for help. I like to say, I've got it. I can do this. I've got it on my own, but not this time. I had to learn to be okay with not having it all together and had to learn to be okay with what was right in front of me in that moment because I was processing so much. I had a new baby, adjusting to that, adjusting to being a family of six, you know, also taking care of the needs of my other girls at the time and my husband and just things in general, you know, life, you're doing laundry, you're up in the middle of the night, you have no sleep. You all remember those days. It's just all of that. And then on top of that, going through all the details with my dad's death and all the arrangements and the things, the assets that he had left and sorting that out. And it was just a lot of things to go through, a lot of emotions that I could talk about on a whole other episode, things to process, but it was just a tough season of my life. But it was also a season that I look back on and I can say that I was present. And if I could go back and do it all over again, I would take that same amount of time and do that with all of my babies. I wouldn't be counting down until nap time or when my husband was home. I'd be present and I'd be still and I'd be focused on them. 17 years later, four girls later, five houses later, It has not slowed down. And here's the thing I've realized, that it doesn't slow down unless we take action and make it slow down. Just like I was told, you have to sit, you have to stop, you have to be home. It's always going to be crazy and busy if we tell ourselves that. It will never slow down. And I've said this before and I'll say it again, but we become what we tell ourselves. So if you're busy and you're crazy and you're overwhelmed and you're flying by the seat of your pants and you don't have it together, that's not serving you. Stop. What do you need to do to slow down? How can you stay here in this moment right now? Because what's going to happen is you're going to look back on your life and your kids are going to be going to preschool and the next minute they're off to college. Jacob and I talk about how wild and crazy our house is right now and 
I know that it's only temporary because as much noise as there is now, one day it's just going to be he and I. There's going to be no more sleepovers, no more Barbies to step on, no more dress up clothes to pick up in the floor. Just us. There's a favorite song of mine by Alan Jackson. I'm sure you all have probably heard it, but it's called Remember When. And it makes me tear up every time I hear it, but there's a line in the song that says, remember when the sound of little feet was the music we danced to week to week. That's our life right now. The pitter-patter of little feet, loud feet, even some stinky feet. But that's our background music, and I love it. Later in the song, he sings, Remember when we said when we turn gray, when the children grow up and move away, we won't be sad, we'll be glad for all the life we had. And I know you've heard this before, but the days are long and the years are short. And they are. They really are. The days can be so long and so hard, but the years go by so fast. So slow down and focus on what's right in front of you. Because someday I want you to look back on your life and I want you to be grateful for all the life you had. So stop what you're doing. Go love on your babies. Send them a text. Give them a hug. Call them on the phone. Let them know you're thinking about them. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon.